God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Let me tell you something. The devil thought he had us. The devil thought he had... No, let me tell you. For some reason, we could not make you go live on Facebook too. So we had to do some configuring and some situating. And now we are live on the Book of Face. And I am here. Look at me. Looking the way I'm looking. It's happening. I see me live on Facebook. Hold on. Let me turn my volume down. Oh, I did exactly what I... Okay. We're down on Facebook. My ponytail is crooked, but I do have on my ponytail wig on today. And let me pull up YouTube. YouTube is happening. It's going down. It's going down in the Delta. Let me see the public chat. There we go. Okay. Um. So I'm live on Facebook now and YouTube. And it was a struggle, but here we are. Okay. I just need to set up so I can see my comments. Um. Cache said, can we rescue the colonial pipeline? It's too hot to be walking. We heard about this. Okay, I have a song for y'all. Listen, um, I have a song for you all, and we about to see who was really about that life. <laughs> We're going to see who was really about that inappropriate guy saved me from something life, okay? When I say the words, tell me what kind of Superman could take and hit you with anyway S-P-L-A-C-K-A-V-E-L-L-I-E who is familiar with Splack Avelli you guys why was music why was music what music was can we answer the questions we don't know I don't know Someone just please help me understand. Aaliyah says, SJR had me scared today being late. I know we were trying to feed. We went live on YouTube about three times. The picture looks great on Facebook. I don't know what's happening on YouTube, but this is good because now we know it's the platform because it looks great on um, on Facebook. Uh, Janelle said, Splackavelli, she knows. Valerie Valerie said, Splackavelli. Keith Nicole says, so you coming out with an album or nah? It's a big nah because my gift has not yet been appreciated and validated. And we just, we don't know. Rodney Rhyme says, hey, Sarah, because girl, you had my emotions all fluctuated. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Casey says, I hated it then, still do. I used to love that. That song. I used to love that song where he says Black and Belly. That's it. Let me tell you, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I did. Melissa says, I was wondering why I got four notifications. Yeah, we were struggling. Okay, what's up? Um, Jania says, sorry, I don't know this. Let me tell you, that song was not very popular. It wasn't very mainstream. It was, it was specifically for probably the ratchets of us, you know, because it, it just, 
The Eves. That was a song for the Eves and us, okay? Desiree said you've always wanted to rap. You're not lying. And Latoya said it's not hot in Texas. What's going on in your world? Happy Mother's Day to the mothers and the aunties and the grandmothers and the stepmothers and the women who are going to be mothers one day. We're claiming it in the spirit realm. How was Mother's Day for you all this weekend? I had a very pleasant Mother's Day. My husband went above and beyond all weekend long to make sure that I felt loved and honored. Um, I just want to be transparent. Dr. Anita is um, getting glasses at the glasses place and she's sending me pictures. And as a friend, I have a responsibility um, <laughs> to make sure that she gets the right glasses. And um, so if you all see me looking at my phone, um, I'm I'm looking I'm just looking, you know, <laughs> I'm just looking. Everything's fine. She literally told me, just tell the delegation that she needs me right now. And so here we are. And that's that. Okay. All right. Boom. PB Bailey says, for sure, my mom played it. That's how I heard it. But it is a classic now that I'm grown <laughs> laughing my butt off. Marissa says, I was definitely an Eve. LOL. That song. Let me tell you something. Favy says, the ratchets. Marie says, it was a one hit wonder. You know what? There was this other guy. I think his name was like TK, TQ, uh, Bye-bye. Oh, God, what is that song? Um, <laughs> um, this is why I should really... TQ. It was TQ. Um, oh, God. Bye-bye, baby. Don't dun-dun-dun-dun. These... Then shot my baby. The only thing that make me go crazy. Somebody gonna feel my 380. Do you remember that song? Do you remember that? It's, you talking about another one hit wonder. You could not tell me that I was not riding with TQ to see who shot his baby. Bye bye, baby. What? Do you all remember it? <laughs> hmm? Oh, I got to use my mic or it don't count. Bye-bye, baby. I can't believe it. These jokers done shot my baby. The only thing that make me go crazy. Somebody going to feel my... Because he was very upset about it. Obviously, who wouldn't be? He was very upset about it. I used to love that song. <laughs> Latoya said, you went way back. Okay, Shalandria says, my friend who could listen to BET at the time listen to Splack of Belly. Let me tell you, um, BET Uncut, let me tell you something, inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate. Positivity, LOL, I forgot about that song. Gina, uh, Gina Tucson, now, now that one I know. Why? That was another song for the Ratchets. It's not a mainstream song. Nobody on the pop stations are playing this song about somebody's baby being shot. Like, it's not, it's not an uplifting song. Why do we know that song? What were we going through in our lives? Okay, I don't know, but that song blessed my life. I don't know why. <laughs> Rodney says, you feeling yourself a little too much. Chantel is laughing. Maria says, oh, didn't know the lyrics. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Jaleesa says, tip drill video on cut. It was on on uncut. And that video, Shanice put her hand in the air like she had a, like she was, I don't know. Um, as Paris said, since we talking about people who came and low-key disappeared was Latif. Let me tell you something about Latif. <gasps> oh, you speak in my language. I used to have LimeWire where I downloaded music illegally. And let me tell you something. Oh, no. 
I used to have that Latif song. Oh, no, y'all going to get this Latif song. I know you've probably turning it down. First of all, Google, I put Latif in. Google was like, run it again. Put R&B on it. Put a song on it. We don't know who you're talking about. Um, okay, hold on, hold on. Um, what was that song? Y'all. We had a vibe. Things went well in our day and age. I can't remember the Latif song, but I'm definitely going to be listening to him when I leave. But I tell you, um, Amanda Perez, Latif, TQ, whoever sang Splackavelli, I don't even know his name. I'm going to call him Splackavelli. Something was done in that season, and we just need to just... Thank God for who he... Wait, nope. That's... Nope. <laughs> we need to thank God for delivering us from whence we came. Who else? Who else? Oh, without you. That was it. Lasagna says without you. Huh? Pressure. Oh, P-R-E-S-H-A. Pressure. Yes, honey. Okay. Um... Casey says, honey, was on LimeWare all day. LimeWare, LimeWare had anything you needed. Remember, you would download a file and it would be not what you downloaded. So you had to go and pick another one. Y'all were talking about Napster. LimeWire was that joint. And there was a guy who worked at my parents' church and my, my computer had a virus on it one time, probably downloaded it off of LimeWire. And he was like, you need to take this software off your computer. Oh, sir, you need to mind your business. I have my whole collection is on here. Let me tell you. I have songs probably in my photo, my, in my Apple Music library right now that I got from LimeWire. I ain't even going to lie to you. Oh, they got Latif on Apple Music. I can't. Last time I played a song on YouTube, they took my video down. But let me tell you something. Tonight is going to be so heavenly. Wasn't that the heavenly song? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Jana says, listen, Angel had everybody thinking they could sing. Did. God send me an angel from the heavens above. <laughs> send me an angel to heal my broken heart from being in love. I mean, 11 years old going through it. Because all I do ooh, ooh, is cry. All I do is cry. God send me an angel. That was prayer. Y'all trying to tell me I didn't know the Lord when I was a child. And here I am singing about God send me an angel to wipe my tears from the heaven above. Okay. Uh, Robin says, y'all talking before my time. How old are you? Let me tell you something. Tawan says, who are these artists? Girl, everybody and nobody. <laughs> because all I did, it was the all I do ooh, ooh, is cry. All I do is cry. Okay. Um, Kardashian says, Angel was that bot for sure. Alexis says, Chad, we're not going to talk about Iman, okay? Um, so, Tan says, we growed up. Rodney says, right, ain't went through nothing. Let me tell you, you be thinking you're young until somebody tells you you're talking before their time. And then you be like, man, I'm really the old lady in the club, okay? <laughs> Valeria says, we was all going through relationship struggles at like 15. Like deep relationship struggles. You know, the other song I was thinking about the other day, and I'm going to start this episode in real life, um, when Coach Carter came out and that Faith Evans song from Coach Carter, because um, I'm hopeful, hopeful, hopeful for today. Take this music and use it. Let it take you away and be hopeful, hopeful, and he'll make a way. I know it ain't easy, 
but that's okay, because I'm whole. I just should just get on here and have, oh, I keep forgetting to use my mic. Okay, can we have karaoke somewhere, somehow, some way? All right, I'll quit. I'll quit. Um, Anaya says, when you're 23 and don't know what's going on right now, plus I was at PK, so all I knew was Kirk Franklin and Shirley Caesar. The gag is, I too was a PK. <laughs> I too was a PK, and yet I know all of these uh all of these songs. Ashley says, you messed up the lyrics on TV. It's nobody's paying attention but me. Your secret's safe with me. What's a, what's that? What song? Lost. Okay. Anyway, remember when you had to get the soundtrack from the movie because it was so good? Like, the Best Man soundtrack goes hard. That song with Lauren Hill and the Bob Marley son, hard. Turn your lights down low. Okay. All right. I'm finished. All right. Um. Okay. And something to my window curtain <laughs> all right <laughs> like so like that shout out to tabitha brown because sometimes that's what life be about um okay so listen welcome to the woman evolve podcast i am your host and lead singer and background vocals <laughs> and Featured rap artist, uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts. I'm here with my girls being joined live on Facebook and the YouTube. LaShawn says, I think I'm too old for this discussion. Don't know these songs. That's all right. That's all right. We got too old and too young. Too old and too young. But that's all right. God is faithful. Nia Green says, I'm getting ready for work. And this is the hype I needed. Don't know any of the songs, but Faith, I'm here for all of it. It's fine. All right, listen. Um, if y'all think of another song that we need, <laughs> Lamaya says you sounded just like her sis, and we know this to be true. <laughs> There's no doubt about me sounding just like the um, angelic voices. Did y'all watch verses? Anyway, the angelic verses, I mean, angelic voices that um, sang these songs. Okay, listen. Um, Bianca says, taking care of myself with my two-year-old in Chick-fil-A parking lot. It's only Monday, y'all, and this has been one. Let me tell you something about it's only Monday, and it has been one. I woke up with the best of intentions after the weekend. Well, I won't even say the whole weekend went downhill on the eating side, but Sunday, the husband definitely took care of me. Monday, woke up ready. I made my kale smoothie this morning, had too much kale in it. I was like, God don't want me to have this much kale, okay? I know what my Lord wants for me, and he has a limit on kale. It tastes like nothing but kale. I put mango in it. I put banana in it. I put strawberry in it. What nowhere to be found. So I quickly just moved that smoothie onto the side, pulled out my phone, may or may not have ordered something from Shake Shack. I don't know. I'm just saying Monday is Monday and, and it's fine. You see what I have on today? I did interviews today. Any other time y'all see me do interviews, I put on a whole face of makeup. You want to know how Sarah's giving up on press? Sarah said, I'm going to put on a little bit of foundation and I am going to give you this. This is what I got for your interview. I, could, I thought I had my eyelashes because you know what eyelashes, you can at least pretend I didn't even have my eyelashes. So here I am giving you black opal foundation and nothing else. That's what I got. <laughs> Giovanni, not my neck, my back, honey. But why though? <laughs> Once again, when you look back on these songs, don't you be like, what was I going through? Like Trina and Trick Daddy, like what was I, ludicrous? I want to, that song was so, like, and let me see when that song came out. I just want to see when that song came out. Just to show you, Young, okay? 
I know it was young. And then I need to go to work. I don't have time. 99. 99. I was 11. It is no wonder I was pushing out a baby. Because if this is the music that, no, honestly, music is trash. Raise your children on gospel music alone. Let them know. Ella, gospel music. She knows coming in hot, she thinks she's somebody. Raise your children on Lecrae. These, this music, I was 11 singing a ludicrous song. Hmm. Oh, doing it and doing it and doing it well. But let me tell you how much sex is in our culture. It is no wonder that at 13, I was like, here, let's go. Because it's all in the culture. It's inappropriate. We need to picket signs. We need picket signs. Cecilia says, are we talking about Christian songs? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. We are not talking about Christian songs. There's no Christian Splacavelli song. We're talking about the way sex was pushed on us as children and effective for some of us. And those of you who held on to it, God bless you. Because some of us, not, not, not at all. Okay. Um, Valerie says, I was raised on gospel music, but was sneaking in rapping R&B CDs. I was like, my pa- obviously my parents weren't playing this music, but I was listening to the radio and the radio was letting you have whatever, TV, right? The MTV, BET, don't let your children watch anything. Keep them in the word. Keep them in books. Cause, cause the stuff that they fed us worked. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Marie says, we grew up thinking sex was bad and what you needed to be talked about. Yeah, you're right. Terrence says, those songs weren't for children, though we just were listening to them. And agreed, agreed. I'm not saying that it was for children, but I'm saying I was a listening. I was a listening somebody, okay? Um, <laughs> Brittany says, wipe me down and knock if you buck classics. First of all, knuck if you buck as if I was homeschooled during middle school, the first year of high school, and then I went to a very small private school. But I was looking at them girls every day like, I wish you would knuck. I wish you would knuck so that I may buck. I've been waiting to try this song out on somebody. <laughs> when I got to college, they put me to the test. And, you know, thank God that we made it to the other side. But in high school, I was like, please, knuck. Please, anyone, knuck. Is that your knuckle? I see. Because if you have a knuckle, I have a buckle. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you have a knuckle, I have a buckle. Mariah Williams says, baby, I was singing Betty, right? Like, what did I know about tonight's the night? Whew. Okay, songs. It was just terrible. Um, um, amen. All right, listen. Dare, 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 it's D-A-R-E, white. Tell me how to sell it, uh, to say it, to say it, okay? I want to say it fancy, but I'm going to say dare, but I feel like it's fancy on it anyway. She says the devil was busy in the 99s through the 2000s, and not a lie has been told, okay? All right, here, here we go. Start this episode. Um, what is Rescue Eve? <laughs> Rescue Eve is when we take a moment. We see who was out here even, okay? <laughs> if there is something happening in the world right now, we are going to learn about it and we're going to try and take the high road of grace instead of judgment, okay? <laughs> Redefining me, talking about I'm not your superwoman at five, chat at five. You're not lying. Um, 
Okay, no, stay focused, okay? I love music. I could do this all day long, but I'm trying to stay... Oh, Stephanie Mills, Fire and Desire. I see you, Stephanie B. Okay, listen. Um, Jay Nicole says, it's because Cash Money Records was taken over that year, and they said it, and they told us. Okay, all right. But Rescue Eve, what's happening in the world? Let's figure it out. Malachi has pulled some stories for us, okay? Um... The first story is about a, a Long Island man dodges eviction for 20 years living in a house he doesn't own, sir. Oh, Facebook, y'all not going to be able to see the stories because Facebook tried it with y'all, but here we are, okay? A Long Island man who only ever made one mortgage one mortgage payment has definitely used the courts to stay in the house for 23 years for free, according to legal papers. Um... Gromrit Hanspel, he's 52, has filed four lawsuits and claimed bankruptcy seven times to avoid being booted from the 2,000-square-foot East Meadow home. He, quote-unquote, bought for $290,000 in 1998. So far, it's worked. Two different banks and a real estate company have owned the three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home since Hanspel was foreclosed upon in 2000, but Hanspel remains. Hanspel is not the only occupant of the home, leveraging the U.S. Bankruptcy Code's automatic stay rules, which gives debtors a temporary reprieve from all collection efforts, harassment. Oh, so so if you file bankruptcy, they can't harass you and you can't be foreclosed upon. And so he's filed seven times. Can we rescue him? Because if we were going to rescue him, one could say, one could... Oh, it says the live video has ended on Facebook. One could say, I'm going to keep talking to YouTube and Facebook just going to be late and behind. One could propose that possibly (laughs) that that one mortgage payment was so traumatic that he says, I can't do this for 30 years. And... And maybe from that point, he just decided, how do I not do this for 30 years? I can see how bills could be considered traumatic. Um, but, you know, if they when you sign them papers, though, they do tell you you have to make those payments every month. But I can see how, how maybe I'm trying to rescue, but my lungs not working properly. I can see how maybe you think you can do it. Oh, oh, my. There's a word there. How you think you can do it. And then you sign up to actually do it. And then you can't do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like when you tell your friend, I'm gonna help you move. And then you'd be like, I'm going to go grab sandwiches for everybody. And then you take as long as possible to bring back the sandwiches because sometimes you sign up for things and you don't know, you know, you don't know anymore. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jay Nicole says him and the guy who got paid at the hospital need to create a course for us struggling individuals. T. Watson says, are we rescuing people that do not want to rescue themselves? LOL. He is happy, honey. Dia said, oh, um, they... We still talking about the music. Diera says Facebook kicked us out the ghetto. We know, Diera. I saw Facebook when they kicked y'all out, and they wouldn't let us log on, but Facebook has been tripping. Brooke Wilson says, nope, that's one too many bankruptcies. Robin says, I don't know what happened to the third option, mind our business. Robin, let's bring back the third option. Gianna says he's smart, so we can so so we can send, so he can get a, a, a boat. Bet they wouldn't let me try that, though. Let me tell you something. 
I don't know what he looks like or how, I don't know what kind of faith you have to have to say, not only am I not going to pay my mortgage, I won't allow them to kick. It takes more time to like file bankruptcy over and over again and like figure out how you're going to stay in the house than it does to like get a job to pay the mortgage or to just move out. I think, I don't know. I've never filed for bankruptcy, but I'm just thinking to do it seven times to not pay, that's not, that's, I mean, but we supposed to be rescuing, not judging. So... I mean... I'm coming in short, you know, I'm coming up short. Rashida says, rescue and pray for him. He's beating the system to keep from becoming homeless. I like that angle. Foom says, sir, please, no. <laughs> Tanisha says, rescue him and he used his resources. Ashley Tate says, at, at, come back for us like Rose did. Jack, I'm trying to, I'm trying, we trying to pull it up, but we don't know about it. Ray Ray says, he better, he needs better help, no rescue. Bianca says, Lord Jesus, forgive my mind. Okay. Panama's finest says, I'm with you, Ray Ray. He better stop. Patrice Ward says, that's crazy. And Jaleesa says, we talk junk. Now look at us back here on YouTube. Yeah, y'all tried it. Now Facebook, shut your on down. Come on back. Come on back. Uh, Noel Magwood says no rescue because his story made the Facebook live end. <laughs> well, that settles it, sir. We were trying to rescue you, but for some reason, for some reason, you you messed up. You messed up our stuff here on Woman Evolve on the going live, and we don't know what you did, but we don't we don't enjoy it, is what we're saying. Okay, um, so that's that. Okay. I have another rescue. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this one. Uh, Miss Rue 32 McGee says, how did brother get this house with filing bankruptcy? That means he got in the house and then he let his credit hit. The same way you kind of build your credit to get the car and then you get the car and you're like, I'm not going to need credit for a long time. Give me this card. Give me that card. I'm going to be late on this one. He got in there and then he just let things slip. I don't know. Starlotta says, rescue the banks and courts for having to go through this crazy mess. I agree. Well, we're not going to rescue. <laughs> we can are we going to rescue the banks and courts? I don't know. The banks need to rescue us sometimes. Okay, so let's see. The next story, guys. Okay. Gang members release 1,000 cockroaches in restaurant over the owner's unpaid debt. I want to be the type of gang member that doesn't engage in violence, just pettiness. Authorities are investigating an attack on G House Taipei. Taipei mm, that happened earlier this week. And they say two gang members threw 1000 cockroaches into the eatery. Mm. Police believe the attack on G house could have been carried out by a criminal organization in revenge for unpaid debt. What if, what if they unleashed them cockroaches in that house where that guy is? That might make him go on and move out the way. But, you know, can, do we want to rescue? There's something to be said about a gang member not choosing violence and instead using cockroaches. Maybe we have gotten it all wrong and gone straight to, to violence when instead there are things that creep. Oh, you wrong for putting that cockroach on the screen. Oh, no. First of all, nothing will end a restaurant faster than seeing a cockroach. What you going to do when you see a thousand cockroaches at your favorite restaurant? Is there a restaurant alive in this world that you would eat from after a thousand cockroaches had been released? I can't think of one. 
It would scar my mind. It would scar my heart forever. I don't know about it. T. Watson says, honey, I would have said just shoot me. <laughs> this is it. Remember that fear factor where they used to do stuff like eat cockroaches and stuff? No, ma'am. She got access. TV says, I want to rescue. I would have done that to a few old restaurant jobs if I wasn't cool with the people who worked there. Oh, you want to, okay. There's something to be said about that. People in the food service industry says some of y'all deserve to have some cockroaches released. I don't know. Andrew, Cunningham says, I hate bugs. I'm not picking up 1,000 of them. They can have the whole restaurant. When we first, it wasn't even when we first moved here. We used to rent a house and our lease was like almost two months from being up. And before our lease was up, the DirecTV guy came to check on something unrelated to us moving, but he left like the vent open or like something open that led to access in, oof, I'm getting creeped out just thinking about it. Access to the attic. Y'all, we had a mice infestation. Y'all don't even understand. There were mice everywhere. At first, we were laying in bed. Me and PT was laying in bed, and I could hear scratching on the ceiling, like, like scurrying. I was like, babe, something is in the attic. It was like one time we heard it and we was like, okay, maybe there's a mouse up there. And then there was like a family of mice scurrying in the attic. We could hear, oh, there one got caught in the vent in the bathroom then. To make matters worse, they started sneaking in to the kitchen in the pantry. When I tell you we had two months left on that lease and we were like, you can have the whole house. <laughs> like you can have the whole house. I, You have not lived until you have heard trying to go to sleep and you hear mice up there racing, training for the Olympics above your head when you're trying to sleep. It wasn't okay. Our tree says I would have moved that day. Let me tell you, then we got these little mouse traps and you put their like sticky traps. Shout out to all the people who are uh, peeing and all that stuff. But we we um you put peanut butter in the middle of it and then the mice get on there, but they don't die when they get on the trap. So they would be on there moving and squirming, but they were stuck, right? And then we'd have to pick up the mouse trap and put it into like a trash bag or, or whatever. Let me tell you something. I want out. I'm sorry. It's been real. I love you. I appreciate you, but I can't do it. Okay. Um, I don't, that's it. That's it. Delicia says, no, I'm terrified of mice. I left a whole apartment and everything in it and left the least terrified. I'm not playing with it. Dominique says, nope, I don't mess with mice. Panama's finest says, I would have lost every bit of my mind. Tandy says, I used to work in a hotel that was infested by raccoons. Oof. That is terrible. Oh, I like those. Dr. Needs just sent me a picture. <laughs> yes, I love these. Okay. All right. Hold on. I got to be a good friend. I like those, though. She didn't get those because I was too busy talking to y'all. But those, I liked it, those, Tom. I liked it, them. Okay. Um. Anyways, nasty. So are we going to rescue these folks with the gang violence? Were we able to get back on live on Facebook? Oh, we are. We live on Facebook. Okay. Let me tell you. If we're going to rescue them, tell me. Are we rescuing the 1,000 cockroaches being the gang members who released the 1,000 cockroaches? The answer is, the answer is, what say ye? Rayel says, I've never seen mice in real life and I'm scared they're gross. What? 
She said she ain't never seen the mice in real life. I'm not going to tell you about how Shanice left me in the mouse house. I'm not going to tell you how I was cooking. The first time we ever saw one in the kitchen, I was in the kitchen cooking, and Shanice was mid-sentence and just walked out the house. I was like, shy, shy. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> shy left me, and my sister-in-law, Larissa, saved the day. Because she was at my house and she was like, oh, let me get it. It's trapped. And she went down there and got it. Y'all don't know. She talking about I grew up on a farm. I'm from Brazil. Girl, I don't know what y'all got going on, but we don't do that. That's not our That's not our ministry, okay? Um, Charlotte says, no, that is violence. We're not rescuing. King Charlie says, yes. Dominique says, yes. Alethea says, oh, I know what Dr. Anita going through. I was struggling picking my specs and now have buyer's remorse. I was trying to help her. Shante says, we can book them a session with Dr. We're going to make Dr. Anita talk to the gang members since, you know, we was helping Pick out glasses. Maria says, ah, oh, nah, Shy. No, you left. Shy left me in the kitchen, okay? Um, okay, so, boom shakalaka. Charmaine says, some people eat field mice over here in Zimbabwe. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You're saying no right now because, because you're pescatarian and fool. I'm not going to rule out I be thinking about surviving at all costs. And like, if it came to it, could you eat a little bit of mice? (laughs) Could you eat if your survival, your stomach is ground? See, you you can't answer this question right now because we full. But if you was not full, all right. What I'm going to do is live. <laughs> what I'm going to do. Let my dad, now, I might cry when I do it. I might have a tear. I might have a slow tear streaming down my eye as I chew on that mice. But, but what I'm going to do is live. You're not going to take me out. Heck, hell no. I've gone through too much to let a mice keep me from living. Oh, no. They won't let it. I won't let it stand in the way. Kendra says I'd become vegan. If that's it. If you don't have any other, Wendy says, do we have some barbecue sauce? A li- Felicia says, maybe with a little hot sauce. I'm talking about living. I'm talking about living. Mama, says, Mama Tay says that tail like a spaghetti. It's spaghetti. <laughs> Sarah says, no. Paige says, nope. Lala says, no. I don't care. We talking about living, okay? Kiara says, the Lord will just have to take me in that moment. <laughs> Robin says, absolutely not to glory I go. <laughs> Stephanie B says, a little bit of my short. I'm talking about living. My, Mary says, I've heard mice taste like chicken. <laughs> what I'm not going to do is survive all I've gone through to let life and death come down to a mouse. <laughs> come down to you out. A little bit, a little bit of mouse. A li- no, you can't eat nothing else. Grass ain't doing it. You're hungry. All you got is grass and mouse. You're in a you're in a mouse field. You gonna graze grass? <laughs> you, I'm vegan. All I eat is grass. Okay, Lasagna says I'd be fasting full time. Okay. <laughs> Joan Clark. Um, no, Tishana says, was it cooked? Joan Clark says, I'd rather go meet my Lord. Yes, I'm talking about building a fire. I don't know how we're going to skin it. We're going to have to skin it because I can't eat the fur. <laughs> I 
bite this podcast. We're going to have to skin it because I can't bite through the fur. We're going to have to slice the shots over there. Cringing, she can't do it. I can't eat through the fur. If you think about it, people eat fish with the whole head on and everything. So I just, okay. The the the, the fur would probably burn off in the fire. I can't even eat the rest of <laughs> I can't even eat the rest of my burger. Okay. Sadia says some of us already had it. Some of us, okay. Some people watching have already had it. That's just some people. Okay. All right, moving on, because Shanice is scared and I'm petty. Abby Jordan says smoked pasta. <laughs> I love it here. I love it here. All right, whatever. Um, okay, one more try one, one more attempt to rescue. Um, South Florida couple tries to have wedding at a stranger's mansion without getting permission. A South Florida couple. Shanice said, that's going to be me at your house. (laughs) Courtney Wilson and Shanita Jones invited family and friends to their dream home and estate for their weekend wedding celebration. This ceremony Saturday um, brunch on Sunday. How do you have a two-day event? If you're going to still get in and get out, how you have Saturday brunch and the ceremony on sun ceremony on Saturday brunch on Sunday, there was just one problem. The couple didn't own the 16,300 square foot Florida mansion and didn't have permission to use it. The suburban Fort Lauderdale estate had everything, a bowling alley, swimming pool with a waterfall, hot tub, tennis court, a gazebo and 800 foot bar. Wilson said it was God's plan that the couple marry there, but despite what the invitation inferred, the actual owner, Nathan Finkel, never gave them permission to hold the festivities there. He was stunned when Wilson showed up Saturday morning to set up and he called police. According to the South Florida Sun Sentinel, I have people trespassing. He said, I have people trespassing on my property, thinking told, Finkel told a 911 dispatcher, and they keep harassing me, calling me. They say they're having a wedding here, and it's God's message. I don't know what's going on. He says, all I want is for it to stop, and they're sitting at my property right at the front gate right now. Guys, 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 guys. Um, Wendy says they asked to rent it and were told no, but did it anyway. I just, (laughs) Noel says, yay. I'm so glad we're discussing this. Lakeisha says they ain't been poor long because real poor folks know how to finesse stuff. Um, Tashana says, um, if fake it till you make it was a person. Here's the thing. Shalandri says maybe they didn't think they would see them because it was so big. Okay, that's what that's because I was just about to ask, how do we rescue this? Um, To your point, 16,000 square foot is enough for me to get married, have some visitors and have brunch and for you to just stay in your bedroom with the Advil PM until we get finished. Um, You know, that's I think that's the only angle that I'm seeing clearly right now. Um, Maybe they thought that if the man actually saw them, Okay, that maybe, okay, maybe they thought he said no, but if I show up in this wedding dress, who would turn me away? 
And we know from experience that just because you show up don't mean you get chose up. You know what I mean? Maybe we have thought to ourselves in moments, maybe if maybe he can't say no to me face to face. And yet experience has taught us that some people can say no, not face to face. Some people can say no face to face. I don't know. I don't know. Shani Talbot says my state is so embarrassing. Y'all do drink different water in Florida. I'm not even going to lie to you. I've met, um, I've read a few stories about what happens in Florida and y'all, something is in the water over there. I don't know. Root to Fruit says they thought they were gone. Tal- uh, Talisha says God's plan, hon. Stop lying on God. Ray Ray says better security. King Charlie says no, ma'am. Okay. Christina says, did they pick the locks or picnic on the grounds. Funny is sending out invitations and you're not allowed to get married here. Jamie Newsom says no rescue. What in the world? I'm going to have to no rescue this one. I'm going to have to no rescue because how did you all plan an entire situation? The answer is no. If you just showed up maybe in your wedding dress and was like, can we just please something? My ancestors used to work here or something happened. I prayed and got something. This is a vision of where we headed or something like a 15 minute ceremony in there and out there possibly. But how you plan a two day event and you don't have permissions. That's not what God loves. That's not what he does. Fumi says they really tried it with the brunch. It's the brunch for me. Come back tomorrow for chicken and waffles. I can't come today. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I don't know. Um, Shalandri says, this is literally if there's a stranger in my house was a person. Cache says, not my ancestors used to work here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Amir says, not used to work. Yes, I'm telling you, maybe. I'm just trying. Carolyn says, no rescue. I'm going to say no rescue, though. Christian says, leave Florida alone. We are wild, though. I will, but also I won't because y'all drink different water, okay? Um... Ray Ray said that wouldn't have happened in Chicago. Sure would not have. Tanisha says, SJR, you're reaching. I know I'm reaching. Let me tell you where it definitely would not have happened. You talking about my husband would not care. I'm a punk. I ain't even going to lie to you. I'm going to keep it 1,000. Um, no, you can just show up to my house. But, you know, maybe if somebody gave me some tears or something, but my husband, but first of all, who shot you? You know what I'm saying? Because the way, you know, because you know who shot you because you can't just roll up on somebody's situation saying what you're going to do. And that's not right. Felicia says, where they do that at? Not not paying La Renta? <laughs> really? You must pay La Renta, okay? Um, but honestly, they need a little help. Destiny says, baby, if y'all don't go get married at the courthouse and call it a day, let me tell you something. Courthouse weddings are very in these days. Like, I ain't even lying. Nobody's trying to spend the kind of money that people tried to spend on weddings back in the day. When PT and I got married, we got a package at a hotel. We had about 30 people there. And by 30, I mean, y'all already know I got about 18 people in my family. He's got about 18 people in his family. And so it was six people who couldn't come. And we sat down and we got married because, like, the wedding is really beautiful and intimate. But that marriage, that marriage is where it's really at. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Amir Holland says they knew to do this to somebody white. It's something. First of all, I wouldn't have done this in Florida. Not in no stand your ground state where people can get away with stuff in Florida. That ain't it. Okay. Uh, Patrice says they would ha- have went on to glory if they showed up in my place. For sure. I know my husband would have sent them a packing. Okay. A packing. 
Bernisha says, he said, this ain't no video and I don't look like Drake, okay? Get off my property. Amen. Well, it sounds like we're not rescuing them because you cannot violate folks' space. But you, but you know what? If you are trying to have a dream wedding, but you don't have a dream location, you need to go back to sleep <laughs> and find you another dream. You know what I'm saying? Because if you can't have the dream wedding that you had when you woke up, you need to lay down. Don't break the law to do it. And I'm telling you, you would be surprised. One thing I'm going to tell y'all, everybody's engaged or who you about to get engaged or you want to get married one day. Let me tell you something. It's one thing to have a dream wedding in your mind. It's another thing to know that if I choose the right person, it's going to be a dream because of who I'm marrying. And I can do whatever to jazz up whatever space. I have this courthouse and this dress and this bouquet and this little fascinator and it's going to be beautiful there, okay? It's going to be beautiful in my mama's backyard. And if you don't know how to slap stuff together, you need to go on the Googles. You need to go on the Pinterest. There is a way to beautify things. That's why I love Skillshare, to be honest, because Skillshare is one of those places that teaches you all different types of skills, okay? You're probably looking at your house. Be honest. Let's be honest. You're looking at your house and you're saying to yourself, man, something went wrong when I was decorating this house. You know how you look at your house and at first you like it and then you like, what happened? Something went wrong. Or you was like, I didn't even try to decorate this house. I just tried to get a house. And now you're ready to really step into something, make it jazzy. People are allowed to come over now. Do you know that there is an interior design class on Skillshare? Not just that photography. Are you tired of having them blurry pictures? People who taking your photos but don't understand the assignment and you wondering to yourself, how can I have professional looking photos and keep money in my pockets? There is a class for photography, interior design, web development, because you know you're trying to get that website popping and you're not trying to get them bills popping at the same time. Website development, creative writing, music courses, crafts. Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video freelancing, and more. If you are a creative and curious person, you consider yourself a lifelong learner or you want to do something that allows you to exercise your creativity to get your mind off of what's happening in the world. There are classes for beginners, pros, dabblers, and masters. Skillshare classes include a combination of video lessons and a class project because sometimes I'd be wishing I could go back to school and just start all over. With Skillshare, you can find inspiration in the moment and learn how to express your creativity and let me tell you something. You can start exploring your creativity at Skillshare.com slash evolve and get a free trial of premium membership. That is Skillshare.com slash evolve to get a free trial of a premium membership. Get started exploring your creativity today. Okay. Ebony says slide in that ad SJR. Slide it in. Slide it in. Okay. Um, all right. Hail Mary, come with me. Hail Mary, if you want some, come. Hail Mary, something. I love the remix though. Run. Hail Mary, y'all. People are out here having children. <laughs> okay, um, and this woman deserves all of her flowers. Halima Cisse, who hails from Timbuktu. First of all, I tell your mother that Timbuktu does exist, okay? Because I know for sure when she told you, where you think I'm from, Timbuktu? 
Okay, you live where you about to move over to Timbuktu. Tell somebody Timbuktu actually does exist and to stop talking about it. Okay, Timbuktu is tired of you all talking about it. Halima, who lives in Timbuktu, was told by doctors in Mali that she'd be giving birth to seven babies. She went to Morocco for a second opinion where doctors confirmed the count of seven. The amazement of her rare pregnancy made news headlines causing the president of Mali to send Sissy to North Africa in March to uh, have the opportunity to give birth under the care of specialists. Baby, they cut my friend open. It was nine babies in there. Nine? Nine babies? Nine of them? At a certain point, just put two of them back in there. I wrap my mind around seven, but you're, what you're not going to do is keep pulling babies out of me. Not nine of them. Sis, Hail Mary to you. First of all, nine people lived inside of your whole body, okay? They lived inside of your body and nine of them came out of your body. That's a Hail Mary if ever there was one. Jay Nicole says, not my uterus, not my uterus, not mine. I bind, I bind it, <laughs> I bind it. Nine children is a lot to have one by one. Is it more traumatic to have nine children back to back like, nine separate pregnancies or nine babies at one time. It's all trauma. Yeah, it's all trauma. You know, I mean, God bless it because being able to have a baby and all of that is beautiful. But nine children's is a lot. Bethany says, oh no, nine babies, nine of them. Jessa says, not nine. Aaliyah says, were any lost? That seems so. No, all of them were alive. All of them, no, they all came out alive. Nine of them. Okay, Shantae says, I wouldn't know if that's God or not. <laughs> like for a minute, like, is God, did, is everything all right? <laughs> like, did, did I just let me know? Okay, Rashawn says, what's that snapback going to look like? Honey, walking is a snapback. Just breathing is a snapback. Rashida says, it's the raising nine for me. Raising nine. Okay, right. It's one thing to have them, but then they're all coming home with you. There is not enough breast milk in the world. I don't believe it. Nine. All you would do, all you would be doing is sitting down there. Everybody would have to have a separate feeding schedule. And all you could do was sit down and just here you go. Milk after milk. Honey, you talking about formula. I need to donate and somebody got to donate some breast milk. I'm calling in all the help later for your strong friend. When I gave birth, your strong friend went out the window. Anybody, that's the kind of friend who you don't say stuff like, do you need any help? Does anyone have one of those friends where you don't really ask them if they need any help? Cause they will actually have something for you to do. <laughs> you just like, oh, good luck moving. I'm going to be praying for you. Good luck with the kids. I'm going to be praying for you. Cause what I'm not going to do. I, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm lying. Honestly, I'm lying. Cause I would be making food. I would be, cause I would just feel so, I would be like, girl, here, let me help you. Nine of them. Kelly says you need three nannies. Robin says that grocery bill, though. Yeah. We, yeah. Michaela says who was paying for nine children. Latasha says, can they get some EBT cards for real, for real? I, we, You know what? We need to see if they have a GoFundMe for her. And she needs to ask for monthly payments, like monthly GoFundMe. Be a sponsor. Sponsor one of these nine children because, honey, Amir says that's nine college tuitions. Poom. 
All of y'all can't go to college. I'm only picking the smartest ones. I'm not playing. I'm not paying for everyone to go to college. Y'all think I'm playing. I'm telling y'all the truth right now. Everyone's not going to college because I've not met many of you all with college degrees that turn around and say to me, I'm so glad I have it. Shanice <laughs> said guilty. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, all of those things are worthy of me paying for school. But communications, girl, you better get you a Skillshare. Uh, creative, right, girl, you better get you a Skillshare. Why would I pay for college with Skillshare? No, not going to do it. You want to be an English major? Girl, you better go on Skillshare and get a creative writing class. Art history? Girl, you better get a book. I'm not... I'm not doing it. Not nine. All of y'all can't go. College is for one to two children. Not all of them. <laughs> not, not all of them. If you start having more than two kids, you just need to start planning for trade schools, technical schools. I'll pay for you to do something that you can do with your hands, but you go into school to find yourself because college is about paying to find yourself. And then some of us leave and still be lost. Well, not some of us because I didn't finish, but some folks leave and still be lost. I'm not paying for you to find yourself. I will pay for you to go to therapy and I will pay for you to get a trade. <laughs> I'm not playing. You know I'm not playing, okay? Conflict and conviction says, uh, with Shayla says, the smartest one going to drop out. Panama's finance says, Stimu stimulus would be busing. Stimulus would be together, okay? Erica says, she said college is for one to two children. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I just... I want to say I'm joking, but I'm not fully sure. Purposefully being says we move into our own farm at this point. We sure are. We're making our own food. That's it. Nora says, wow, I just want to know what would make you so so fertile. She, the God gave her that. God put them eggs in there. Whew. God did that. Um, okay. Risa, uh, Risa says, I'm with you when you write. I'm not lying about that. <laughs> I'm not lying about that school thing. Y'all think I'm playing. If you don't, if you don't do your homework in high school, I'm not paying for you to go to college. <laughs> so gags on you while everyone else is posting their acceptance letter. Gags on you. You can post your W9, your W4, but I'm not, not like that. <laughs> not like that. You think I'm playing. Shantae says, how did her belly look? Right here looks small. Okay. All right. But um, hail Mary to her. Hail Mary to her. That's right. Um, Donnie Lonnie Jones says, how are the birthday parties going to work? Going to not. <laughs> going to not. Getting one gift. to Everybody getting a TV this year. I'm talking about group gifts. Dollar Tree gifts. Everybody can't have, because you know everybody hit that age and then they all want cell phones. Can you imagine? Like, you can't even give one baby a cell phone because you got to give all of I I got to give all of you cell phones. And if it was just a cell phone, that would be one thing. But I'm signing up for nine new phone lines. AT&T said, you a business? Are you a business? Because why would you need nine new phone lines overnight? Business must be popping. No uterus was popping. I can't. Okay. Deidre Harvin says, farmers, plumbers, electrician, barbers, interior director, get a trade. I'm Y'all, I'm not, I'm low key. Y'all mark my words. Trade schools are about to be popping because people are not paying six figures to go to school to come out and be Uncle Joe's paying the is he? People are not trying to pay six figures to get out. Y'all hear me, America, to get out of college and still be in debt. 
Like, I can't even have an American dream because I'm in debt. But if I learn how to get that edge up tight, okay, if I learn how to do some interior decorating, if I learn to fix a refrigerator, we're talking job security, and we're also talking no debt, less debt, significantly less debt. Olani says car repair. I'm not playing, okay? Okay. So... There we go. Uh, Artree Shepard says, why do you need trade schools when you have Skillshare, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yes. Hail Mary to her. Second Hail Mary. Ohio couple married 53 years, fostered nearly 100 girls over three decades. Anne and Al Hill were born in Georgia and moved to Cincinnati, where they eventually met as sophomores in high school. Anne's aunt raised her, and Al had 16 sisters, but unfortunately didn't grow up with them when he was drafted into the military and serving in Vietnam and wrote him and sent baked goods. You better, you better send him baked goods to Vietnam. Be a little sweet something in a dark time. I see you, sis. Bag him 53 years later, okay? Five decades later, he still remembers that she was the only person that could cook better than his grandmother. Al went on to work as a bus driver and manager for 37 years, okay? His wife, when he and his wife's two daughters went off to college, the home felt empty and they decided to become foster parents and they have fostered nearly 100. First of all, look at them. Ann and Al. Hmm? She does. Ann and Al look amazing. We love it. Congratulations for them. This is amazing. They look so peaceful. You know those kids were raised in an incredible household, okay? Um, that's amazing. Over 100 kids, 100 girls they fostered. Jocelyn says, you go, y'all. Fumi, I see you. She says, Hail Mary over there. Lamaya says, yes, we love it. We love it so much. Um, and Bethany says, God bless them. Big ups to them. That is amazing. Carolyn Hayes on Facebook says, such a blessing. And one last one. Um, Victoria Banjo is the daughter of Nigerian parents, which means I probably just said her name wrong. But she is a senior lecturer at the University of Lagos and... Wait, those are her parents. Okay, anyway, Victory is the daughter of Nigerian parents. And recently, she just earned 19 scholarships totaling more than $5 million from across the U.S. and Canada. And that's why she can go to college. Because she earned 19 scholarships, more than $5 million from across the U.S. and Canada, okay? Victory is preparing for colleges. She received those scholarship offers to go, toward her, to go towards her undergraduate studies. It still feels pretty unbelievable, she says. I applied to so many schools because I didn't even think any school would accept me. Oh, this is a word. They have made me truly feel proud about the hard work I've put into several areas of my life over the years. I am slowly beginning to realize that I deserve them. This is a word. She says, I am slowly beginning to realize that I deserve them. Imagine putting in work, applying for things, and then being so surprised that you have to convince yourself that you deserve them. This is a word for somebody who was out here applying for different things. And by applying, maybe it's not a job. Maybe it's literally applying for better self-worth. Maybe it is applying yourself to become a better version of yourself, applying yourself when it comes to your spirituality and your connection 
connection with God. And then you're seeing the fruit of that and you're having to really convince yourself that you deserve them. Hello, self, right here, mirror in your own face. Um, this is beautiful, Victory. We thank you for your lessons. Victory is also the recipient of the Lester B. Pearson Scholarship from the University of Toronto and Carrot McKellen, International Leader of Tomorrow Scholarship from the University of British Columbia in Canada. Their admission processes are extremely selective. They only accept the best of the best. So you can imagine how on a daily basis, I have to remind myself that I actually got into these schools. It is surreal. She credits her parents, her faith and hard work with her success. She currently tutors other students looking to get admitted into a university focusing on math, English, biology, chemistry, and physics. Come on, sis. We love it. Brandy says, yes, I love to hear it. Cardine says, congratulations. Sadia says, I love this. And Jocelyn, Jocelyn says, congrats, congrats, blossoming queen. Gugu says, what a word. Thank you. We love it. Danielle Lawson is giving you your flowers, victory. We thank you. Starlotta says, 19 scholarship, big ups. Melissa says, alive. I never make the lives. Hey, Miss Sarah. Hey, delegation. What's up? We love you. Okay. Shantae Roberts says, parents knew why they named you victory. Come on, your name is victory before you even had this milestone. My name is Victory. I don't know that song. Who is that by? It's an old song. It's a Christian song. Come on, Victory. See, you know more Christian songs than I do. And for that, I'm going to, I need someone to send me a throwback Christian playlist. I did like, um, what was it? Trinity 5-7. Do you know them? I like Trinity 5-7. They had a little bop on them. Anywho, Victory, we appreciate you. We celebrate you. We give you your flowers. If you were here, we would have a big old delegation parade for you. We would just put your names up in lights because you are reminding us of what it means to be called, chosen, not even realizing it, and then having to step into the very moment that you prayed for. I mean, a big old party. I mean, the ice cream. I mean, the cookies. I would even do a little singing for you, a little karaoke for you. I would maybe, uh, Robin Turner says that about Jonathan Nelson. We love that. Tasha Ann says, SJR is musically inclined to ratchetness. <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> You're not lying. But God, he's faithful. Big old celebration. I would do a little rap and a little karaoke. I would even cook for you. And I would cook for victory. Maybe I wouldn't make spaghetti. I'd have to try and make some because, you know, 19 scholarships. This ain't no, you don't just make spaghetti for this. You got to make something a little jazzy. I can make some Niger. I could try and make some Nigerian food, but she may be judgy because, you know, because I heard the Jollof rice thing, they'd be a little sticky about that. I don't know about it. I'd probably try and make something different, something gourmet, something fancy. I probably have to, like, call HelloFresh. HelloFresh could probably deliver me some groceries and ingredients to really help me get her dinner together, her celebration. If you guys are unfamiliar, HelloFresh is the place where you can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Let me tell you something. They sent me some extra meals this month. And there is a Gouda burger on there 
that had me feeling like a gourmet chef. I'm not even going to lie to you. A gourmet chef, okay? HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less because what we don't have time for is to sit up waiting for food to cook, okay? HelloFresh has a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between. Get better value. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. One of the things I love about HelloFresh is that it literally gives you step-by-step instructions on how to make the food in such a way that all of the food is hot at the same time because you already know sometimes your meat be done before the sides are done or the sides are still cooking and the meat is still roasting, but everything, the bread is finished. We making bread for dinner? Probably not. But you know what I'm saying? How your meal just don't be, the coordination ain't there. And HelloFresh helps you with your coordination. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve12 and use code WomanEvolve12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve and use code WomanEvolve12 for 12 free meals, include free shipping. First of all, all I should have said is that you can get 12 free meals because what we do enjoy is free. Amen. All right. Check it out. Let it bless you. Amen. All right. (laughs) Okay. How about that? Ronnie just says, as I fry this chicken, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about transitions. <laughs> we're going to talk about podcast transitions and how we just got to weave them things in there. Okay, let's go. We got two advice questions and they long as Monday just for Shanice. If you want to send us podcast questions, send them to podcast at womanevolve.com. Please include as many details as possible. I cannot give informed advice without understanding the fullness of your story. So if you could just start at six months old and then continue, I want to know every single part of your story. And then when Shanice is able to read them, Shanice says P. What does the P stand for? Perfect? Perfect or petty? Perfect? I can't tell. I can't read lips, but I think she said it was perfect. Perfect way. Okay. How about that? Um, Here we go. I'm reaching out because I'm having trouble deciding if I should stay or leave my church. I started here with my family. Then as I was getting more involved in ministry, I watched my family's commitment to God and ministry slowly dissolve. I stayed because I thought it was the right thing to do and I wanted more of God. But now I'm so conflicted because I've been taught that those that leave the church, their lives end up in turmoil more than it would have if they stayed. My reason behind leaving is that I've grown tired of the way I I've been mismanaged and led by my pastors. I'm tired of the favoritism being shown to certain people, her children, only the faves. Tired of being bullied and manipulated in ways I've been too afraid to address. There have even been times where I knew I was being used as the bad example of what not to be during Bible class. And I mean, this was a play-by-play of something I did a week prior and she used it and humiliated me. I've overheard negative conversations about me and I'm like, dang, all these years as a young woman in God, sticking with the ministry, and this is what I get. I feel so broken and so angry. God allowed that to happen to me. And the worst part is no one will believe you when you say these things because pastors can never be gossipy and so discord. We've been taught to cover our leaders and shut things down if someone talks about them. But what about me? Why wasn't I covered? I was faithful to the ministry in every way, even with no car. And I feel like God hasn't answered or spoke to what I should do. 
was I supposed to treat this as a bad relationship and leave? This is conflicting me intensely and I'm getting to a place where I can't hide it. I've been at this same church since I was a kid, but now I don't know how to determine if this is a test or a sign. Can you give advice? And if not, can you please pray? I am hurting deeply and holding a lot less than before. Thank you for sharing your question with us and for honestly giving me some perspective on what you are experiencing. The first thing that I feel like I need to do is apologize for what you are experiencing. When God sent Jesus to the earth and Jesus chose Peter to build his church, this is not what he had in mind. Church is not a place where you should come in and be hurt, where you should feel rejected or wounded. And yet the sad reality is that this is the testimony of so many people. One of the things that we've tried to be really intentional about, and by we, I mean like my husband and I, I believe my father as well, is trying to create a safe space where anyone can come in, where they feel the love of God, but most importantly, where they can have an encounter with God. Because at the end of the day, the church is a tunnel to God. A church is not about a building. It is not about the four walls. It is in a, a place where we can come have an encounter with God so that we can go out into the world and be an encounter with God, us as people. We are the church. It's not about the building. That's why when the pandemic shifted everything, there were people who clung even closer to their faith because they recognized my faith is my access to God, but also how people can access God through me. If you feel like the relationship that you have with your church and your community is keeping you from accessing God, my strong recommendation is that you remove yourself from that environment. It sounds toxic. It sounds painful. And do the necessary work of assessing where your damage is, ultimately, so that you can get reconnected with God. The issue with church, and this is just like for everyone, not just necessarily what your experience has been, is that you've got humans involved. And whenever there are humans involved, there's going to be opportunity for you to be disappointed. But this goes beyond disappointment. This is abuse. There's one thing to say, okay, maybe I didn't like something that happened or I didn't like something that was said. But when I feel like my personal spirit is being abused, when the connection that I have is being exploited and manipulated and shamed, this is not the fruit of the spirit. This is not what God wants for you. And so then you have to consider what would, what would a healthy relationship with God look like for me? And it may not be able to happen in that environment. At the end of the day, the goal is for us to stay on fire for God, for us to become the salt of the earth. We add flavor everywhere we go. And it sounds like you're use, you're losing your momentum. You're losing your faith. You're losing that saltiness that makes us effective in the earth. And so, sis, I think you need some healing. Perhaps you need some counseling and some therapy. There's no hurt like church hurt because you're so open and so hopeful. And so the disappointment weighs very heavily. And at the end of the day, my prayer is that even what you've experienced in listening to the podcast is a sign that there are places and spaces of faith where you can go and perhaps feel safe and seen and where you can have an encounter that fits what you need. Um, the last thing I will say, and this is for anyone listening, um, when you're serving in church, you can become burnt out from serving. You're so busy creating or facilitating an experience for someone else that you start to feel like a tool and not a recipient. And so you've got to have enough balance in your life where you're able to say, okay, there are moments where I'm strong enough to help build the church. And then there are other moments where I need to have an encounter so that I can be the church. And so knowing when you're in a building season and a becoming season is really important because there's nothing like continuing to 
serve, even though you're burnt out, even though you're disappointed, even though you're frustrated, because anything that anyone does wrong just is added to the wound that you're already experiencing. So don't be afraid to take time off and heal. Okay. Um, Okay, so as Perry says, it might be time to leave. You can go back if he sends you, but it can't sustain. If you can't sustain growing in God, it's a sign. Okay, Shante Roberts says that's a word. A there's no hurt like church hurt. God's grace. Forty five says, Amen. I've had this happen to me, but I forgave them and moved on. Erica delete. Uh, Erica says there's nothing like church hurt. I felt the sting in the cunt. So sorry for that. Not ideal. Aaron Secret says I had to leave my home church to too. I, um, my, I didn't leave the faith, but I didn't leave the faith. Home churches can be very toxic, toxic. And Ella, Anila says, oh yeah, she looked like Shanice now that I took a second look. Oh wait, maybe she's talking to somebody else. Um, um, Redefining me says, so true, building and becoming season is paramount. Rama says, that's it. That was the word. Um, I guess something is happening with Facebook. Yeah. Everything's fine. Facebook is tripping, but that's all right. Um, as Perry said, the church is a hospital. We are all there for different levels of need. However, make no mistake, you may have to change providers. Everybody knows there's that one hospital where you don't go to because they're too busy. Then there's that other hospital that you go to, and it's nice and it's clean, but sometimes there's some other things happening there. There's issues and, and problems. I won't even say problems. There are differences in every community, every church community, and you may have to adjust. Maybe you don't like the music, but you enjoy the word. Maybe you don't love the word, but the music is good. But you have to determine what's most important for you, what edifies you the most, what makes you feel more empowered to become the church outside of the four walls of that church building or community and um, stick with that. Okay. So next, next. So it says, hi, SJR. I just broke up with my son's father and he and I were together for 12 years. Our son lives with me and is provided for by myself and my family. I still find myself jealous and even angry with his father that he gets to live a life of his own, unattached to the financial and emotional strain of raising a child. I'm completely overwhelmed and I do have a village helping me. It doesn't always... It doesn't always seem that way. How do I get over that jealousy? I've taken care of him and our financial needs when we were together. And now that we aren't together, he still feels comfortable asking me for money whenever he needs it. He's asked for a portion of my tax returns and also my stimulus, saying he's entitled to them because he is the father. All I want is for him to have a relationship with our son, but he seems to be more interested in me and my wallet. And no, I haven't given him any money. I tell him I'll pray on it and I hang up. I have, however, been paying our rent for our apartment that I left in December of 2020. We are still under contract with our lease and it's up in July 2021. All my furniture is still there and I thought we could go half on the rent, but when Whenever I ask him for his portion, he'll give me very little or nothing at all. I feel stupid for allowing this to go on for so long. I really don't want to not pay it and lose my furniture, have him get evicted, pay court costs, and potentially have him not speak to me anymore out of anger. And my son is the one who will miss out. I'm lost and feeling used. How do I get myself out of this? All right, sis. Okay. Um, There's a lot here. Um, okay. This is what I'm going to say. 
I can understand the feelings of jealousy because it sounds like you are the only person being a responsible adult in a situation that would ideally be healthier if there were two responsible adults. Having said that, I do think that there is an opportunity for you to consider how you can create the type of boundaries that allow you to not be feeling used anymore. See, the thing is this, like when we cannot change who a person is, then we have to change how that person can engage with us. And when we have someone who should be partnering with us in responsibilities, but they are unable or unwilling to do that, then they don't get to then overtax you as well. So instead of like saying, I'll pray about giving you the money, I think the answer should be no, like point blank period. Like there are some things we be saying I'm gonna pray about that God has already given you the answer to. Like God is not trying to get you to take care of your child and take care of a grown man as well. You don't have to pray about that. But the fear of hurting someone's feelings or the fear of creating conflict often keeps us from creating the type of boundaries that we ultimately need for our mental health. You're jealous, you're envious, that turns into bitter, that turns into anger. And at the end of the day, you are still trying to create an environment where you can raise your son and you cannot raise your son in a healthy environment if you are admitting to yourself that I don't feel healthy. And so what are the boundaries that you can put in place that will allow you to start working on your health. He cannot borrow money. And if I were you, I would tell him, don't ask me to borrow money anymore because the answer is no. I'm doing the best I can to take care of my child with no help from you at all. So the answer is no. And he's going to get mad and he may blow up your phone and you may have to call the laws on him if he tries to come over to your place. But at the end of the day, we're talking about creating boundaries. A lot of times we're in these circumstances where we're trying to figure out what separation looks like and we don't want to be the evil baby mama that puts the man on child support but sometimes you need to get child support if you need help facilitating care for your child and I'm not talking about doing it out of a vindictive manner I'm talking about doing what is necessary to help you create a healthy environment for your child he doesn't have a job so you can't put him on pay support on child support that's all right they keep good records at the child support office the moment he gets one they'll go ahead and grab some of that money so that you can have help to take care of your child at the end end of the day, you have a responsibility to yourself first to make sure that you are doing what is necessary to take care of your soul. And from the place of that soul care, from the place of the health of your soul, you are going to create an environment for your child because basically the same toxic drama that you all had in your relationship for 12 years is still happening even though you all don't live together anymore. That means he still has control over your emotions, control over your actions, control over the environment you're trying to create with your son. And at some point you have to say, you know what? I'm taking back my control. I'm no longer going to allow the manipulation of my mind to play a role in who I can become. And you may ruffle some feathers when you do it. And you may hurt some feelings when you do it. And you may upset someone when you do it. But who's better upset, you or him? You know what I mean? Like somebody's going to be upset. Is it going to be you or is it going to be him? And I could see if you were being ridiculous and obnoxious, but we're talking about just doing the right thing. You have to raise a standard. Otherwise, you're going to be so frustrated by kneeling down to where he is. If you don't raise the standard, your back is going to be hurt trying to bend down to where he is. And God wants you to straighten up your back in this season. That ain't it. Jay Nicole says it's the fact that he thinks it's okay to request money from the mother of his child when that money is for his child. Somebody give me this phone. I'll shut all this down. 
Sheree Lewis says, I love this answer. Chantel Jones says, talk about it, Sarah. As Perry says, assertive communication. On another note, child support freely or jail. Let baby daddy choose ye this day. Shanice says, I don't ask my child's father for anything at all. He's been gone for over a year and I'd rather have my peace than his dollar. Let me tell you something, Shanice, you're speaking a word. You're speaking a whole word. But if you are in a situation where you need someone to help you finance or don't need, Shanice, to your point, like sometimes it's like, you know what? I don't, I won't ask you for nothing. You don't ask me for nothing. We can go our separate ways. If you can come into the picture and be a healthy person and role model who can be connected to the child, then that's great. But if you about that raggedy living, then I'm going to come over here and try to build something different for my child. But that's, that ain't the move. That ain't the move. Katrina says no one is taking care of the is taking care of the real issue. Let's talk about the real issue. We want to hear your feedback. Katrina, tell us, what are some of the real issues you see here? Ashley Tate says, oh, she sounds like she's still holding on and in love to the potential of who he could be. Divorce his potential. Divorce your vision of who you want him to be. Amen. Josephine says, straighten up your back. And Lisa says, yes, set those boundaries. Alani says, once you taste peace, you will do what it takes. That is a word. That is a word. Nika says, I needed to hear that advice for myself. Thank you, SJR. You're welcome. Aaron Secret says, that was a good word, SJR, because my knee-jerk response wasn't holy. It's, but the thing is, like, you have to, we have to remember, if you've ever been in a situation like this where you still care about what the person thinks about you, you still have a part of you that wants to be validated by a toxic partner. Let's let's talk about it. What makes a toxic relationship so toxic is that you enter into the relationship wanting the person to fix you, wanting the person to heal you, wanting to build a better life than what you have experienced in the past. And when that person disappoints you, it doesn't change your desire. The disappointment doesn't change your desire. And yet the truth is, the more that you experience those disappointments, you eventually have to make a decision to either look at the disappointments or look at the desire. And sometimes we say, I'm making a a decision based off of the disappointments I've experienced, but it doesn't change your desire. You guys have had a pattern for 12 years. And I don't think that he was like Prince Charming, taking care of all of his responsibilities. And then y'all broke up and he became raggedy. He was probably a little raggedy throughout the 12 years, which means now you're having to retrain your mind on how to engage in him. You guys have a paradigm. I'm a, a a pathology, a pattern, a cycle that is toxic. And you have to remove yourself from that cycle. You guys have separated. That's a really good start. But now you have to emotionally take control of who you are and how you show up in the relationships because his actions, you're still a prey. You're still um, susceptible to his actions and responses. And as long as you are, you're going to be serving him, even though you guys aren't together, when you could be serving yourself and your child. Out. So that's it. Um, Ashley Tate says she's not wanting her son to grow up without a daddy, but the truth is he already is. Giving him a daddy isn't teaching him how to be a good man. And Angelica says, once he sees you, sees you know your worth, he will back off. Once he sees your responses, no period, he will have no choice. Yeah, I would not say I'm praying about it because so, because I know the God I serve. The God I serve don't want you to have none of this stimmy. Mm-mm. He don't. I know he don't. Um, so Cherie says, anything one-sided isn't good. All relationships require reciprocation indeed. Okay. 
Mrs. B says, providing a dad that isn't going to be there isn't helpful. It's just causing more work for her. If he's going to be a man, he will when you stop compensating for his shortfalls. No lie. And I love when we have advice questions and then BetterHelp is one of our sponsors because at the end of the day, this is not about him. This is about you. This is about the boundaries or lack of boundaries you have. This is about um, what hole he feels on the inside of you, what, um, what he strokes on the inside of you what that hope is that has been unmet that you're having a difficult time letting go of. Like this is about you, sis. And I feel like, you know what? That better help could be a really great place for you to start. No lie. Um, let me tell you, first of all, y'all be laughing at me in these transitions in my ads, but I also see y'all are really logging on to better help. I don't know who actually does it right because that's confidential. But one thing I know for sure is that BetterHelp has been overwhelmed by the response of the members of the delegation who are taking their mental health seriously. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And if you have not checked out BetterHelp or gotten into some therapy, now is your time, sis. I know it can be a little nerve wracking. I know that sometimes you don't exactly know where to start or you don't want to open Pandora's box. Let me tell you, the beautiful thing about therapy is that it can go at your own pace. You can literally literally say, I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable talking about that. And the subject can switch until you come to a place where you're comfortable talking about it. But there are some people who are so desperate for a new way of thinking, a new way of living that therapy and diving in is exactly what you need in this moment. No matter where you are on the spectrum, I highly encourage you to download the BetterHelp app so that you can get started on your mental health journey. You can determine what is interfering with your happiness. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling with a license, okay? And you can start communicating in under 24 hours. So if you're feeling like, man, I need some help ASAP, but I don't want to wait, you are just right on time to get what you need. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule video or phone sessions or texting. I like text. When I first signed up for BetterHelp, I preferred texting my therapist. One, because I was kind of like, what if she's a member of the delegation? Like, do I want the member of the delegation all in my business? Like, all in my business. So I started texting and then um, we moved on to having a phone call. Dr. Anita used to be on BetterHelp. But for me, I was just comfortable writing. I just, I don't know. I didn't want to like really carve out the time to like get all woosah in my feelings initially. And yet texting created an opportunity where I could like chat with someone and they asked me questions and how did you process that? I got an epiphany, like the first or second session with my better help therapist where I wish I remembered it. <laughs> it moved me to my core though. But I was basically talking about maybe like feeling worthy of love. And I think that when I got finished explaining my story to her, oh no, no, it was about expressing my feelings. I was talking about how I have a difficult time identifying and expressing my feelings. And when I explained to her just like my story, my journey in history, she was like, no wonder you don't feel comfortable expressing your feelings. You've never had an environment where feelings were welcomed and validated and received well. So you've never had any practice in this. And so that made me feel better because I felt like there was something wrong with me. Literally someone commented, I posted a video of me and my mother yesterday and someone commented that like they'd never seen me cry before because I, you know, I that's not really my thing. Like I don't cry like that, but it has a lot to do with me also not being connected with my feelings. So I'm just saying that 
that there are all types of things that happen with all of us. And yet just because that is the way we are, it doesn't mean that that's the way we have to stay. So if you're ready to start living a happier life today, as a listener for Woman Evolve, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash evolve. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash evolve. Okay. How about that? As Paris says, yes, the feelings will unbox the feelings will. I made Shanice get on the feelings wheel today. She didn't love it. Let me tell you the problem with the feelings wheel. Okay. The problem with the feelings wheel is that like you, most of the time we know the core emotions, right? It's like, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm afraid. And we settle there. The problem with the feelings wheel is that like, it'll take like happy and then it'll like trail it down to like, I feel worthy. I feel valuable. And then it's like, what do you do when you are actually having a feeling that makes you feel valuable? Like, it's like a thing. I It's a whole thing. Okay. So, all right. Check it out. Get you a feelings wheel. Get you a therapist and get your life together. Um, Miss Marcel, it's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, um, BetterHelp.com slash evolve. Okay. We love it. Mental Health Awareness Month, girl. Get your mind checked on. You know, because we all know we out here struggling for the most part. Everybody's struggling in some way. And that's all right. And if you're not struggling, you know what it's like to struggle. And that's all right as well. Okay, here we go. Here we go. It's next time. (laughs) Ruthie says, sis, you made me start looking to the wheel and it's icky. Makes me feel so exposed. Would you say that it makes you feel fragile? There is nothing like discovering that like, wow, I do have feelings and emotions. I am not a robot. I am someone who's actually a person in a world who has had experiences that have shaped them and changed them. It's terrible. You talking about messing up your bad girl mentality? Like, I'm bad. I'm a boss. Ain't nobody messing with me. I'm also feeling a little fragile today. I don't know. Like, you talking about struggle face is thinking that you are out here invincible and then discovering that, you know what? I have feelings and emotions. Ugh. Can you imagine saying things like, you hurt my feelings? Where in the world was that celebrated? Where you can say, when I was growing up, if your feelings were hurt, it was a joke. Do you hear me? Hey. <laughs> look, his feelings hurt, acting like a babe. You know what I mean? Like, and now we are coming to this stage in our lives where we're like, you know what? You do have feelings and they should be honored and acknowledged and boom shakalaka, okay? So that's that. Cherie says, are we having Hey Unite this Friday? We sure are. We sure are. Okay, all right, listen. So speaking of fragile, right? Fragility is the word of the month for Woman Evolve. If you are just getting plugged into the Woman Evolve train, each month we have had a word that is kind of the center of our focus and intention. We have a weekly devotional that goes out and that is at womanevolve.com slash connect. Each week we focus on a different aspect of fragility. This week we're talking about esteem. We want to talk about the fragility connected with our esteem. Now for the the devotional, we focus more on our self-esteem and the fragility connected to our self-esteem. But I would like to dig dig a little bit deeper, just briefly for the podcast. And I want to talk about esteem as it is defined in the dictionary. Esteem means respect and admiration typically for a person. I want to talk about fragile esteem in which we have respect or admiration for a person. And then they do something that hurts us or disappoints us. 
And now all of a sudden, the esteem that we had for them has been broken or shattered in some way. Even as I'm saying this, you're thinking about maybe a pastor, like our friend who sent in the letter, whose esteem for her pastor has been broken because of a behavior that was unacceptable. Or maybe you're thinking about a parent who you had such esteem for, and then you learned about a struggle or a weakness, or perhaps you tried to respect them, but they still continued to have toxic engagement with you, a partner, whatever. Um, I wanted to talk about fragile esteem because at the end of the day, when we are in relationship with someone, it is difficult to not try and categorize them as completely flawless and perfect or completely bad or evil. It's difficult for us to have this hodgepodge of wisdom that says they're great in this area, broken in this area. They could have been well here, but something happened to them here. And so we are left with the difficult, difficult task of figuring out how do I continue to see someone in a way that doesn't cause me pain, that doesn't cause me disappointment, that doesn't cause me to give up on humanity as a whole. Because can we talk about it? There is some esteem that has been broken on the inside of us, whether it's from a parent, a pastor, a friend, or spouse that has changed us so greatly that we give up on humanity altogether. And yet we have an example through God on how we handle this. In Isaiah, he talks about for his own sake. He says, I am he, I am God who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. God does not remember our sins, not because he... um is doing us a favor, but it literally says for his own sake, for my own sake, God is holy. God is not disappointed. God is not petty. God doesn't keep a record of our wrongs. God is so God that he says it would be unlike me to hold on to something as as crazy as your sin, to hold on to something as toxic as your sin. And yet we as humans hold on to the sins of other people. We hold on to them as reminders of who they are. We hold on to them as this sign of what they did and how we can never forgive them again. And yet we turn our hearts over to God and God tries to pry our fingers off of that sin of other people that we're holding on to because God recognizes that it is not healthy for us nor is it healthy for them for us to hold on to those moments. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, sis, what do I do? How do I manage this? Part of the hard work of trying to become more and more like Christ is to come to a place where we acknowledge within ourselves, what boundaries do I need mentally, conversationally, that will allow me to engage or not engage with a person so that I can maintain this esteem for them that doesn't cause me pain or disappointment. I wish I could say that better. I feel like I've said it better in the past. At the end of the day, in order to maintain esteem for someone, respect for someone, sometimes that means you have to distance yourself. It's like when you look at maybe, this is such a bad analogy and I should have thought this out, but it's like look, looking at a house on, R &B, on Airbnb. It's like, you know what? That house looks great on Airbnb. Airbnb. The pictures are good. The inside is clean. The line is manicured perfectly. And then you roll up on that house and it doesn't look anything like the picture. As long as you were looking at the picture, everything was fine. But the closer you got to that person, then it started getting the, per the closer you got to the actual house, the trickier it got. 
It's kind of the same in relationships. You have to come to a place where you're like, how can I view you in such a way that it doesn't damage my ability to show up in the world as whole? That means for some people, the picture of them is going to be better than the actual experience of them. There are some ways that we view our parents, whether they've maybe had an addiction and we say to ourselves, you know what, from a distance, I can see that they didn't have the tools, they didn't have the resources. It's not to say that their addiction didn't hurt me, but from a distance, I can see how they end up there. But the closer we get, the more we are affected by the addiction and the actions connected with the addiction. And so we have to pull away so that we can maintain the esteem. For this young lady who's going through a breakup with her man, like she's going to have to find a way where she can pull away in such a way where she can say, I can see he's not healthy for me. I am not healthy for him. And as long as we keep this distance, then I am able to see that part of him and maintain respect for who he is as my child's father. But the closer we get, the less opportunity I have to do that. Our esteem, our connection and ability as it relates to looking at others is very, very fragile. Last thing I want to say is like sometimes distance is not the answer. Sometimes there are moments where what we are exposed to is not a person's wickedness or evilness. We're exposed to their humanity. And even in their humanity, they disappoint us. Then our goal is to find a way where we allow love to have the final say. I'm not talking about something toxic that can be very damaging to your livelihood and your your life and your existence, right? But I'm talking about someone who maybe doesn't know how to say I love you or someone who shows up for you physically, but doesn't know how to. And by physically, I mean, they're a part of your life, but they're not a safe space for you to confide in. And you long for them to be that, but they just can't give you what they have. I recognize that there is a brokenness that comes with that. But I also realize that there are moments where we have to say, you know what, I'm going to receive what you can give me because I know that it's coming from a place of love. You know, you may not be able to say I love you, but I see how you love me through what you do. And so I'm going to receive that in love. And I'm also going to trust that God's going to give me what I need. It may not come from you, may not come from the source that I desire, but at the end of the day, God is going to make sure that I experience nurturing. God's going to make sure that I experience challenging. God is going to make sure that I experience someone saying, I'm proud of you. I may not be able to get it from where I want it from, but I do know that if I need it, God's going to make sure that I have it. And so I hope, hope that helps someone who's in a situation where they've been disappointed by people, but are coming to a place of peace and and hopefulness as it relates to who they can become in spite of. And, um, you know, go to betterhelp.com. Tisha says, your sermon on boundaries is a perfect example of this. We're responsible for our own emotions. Sometimes that means creating boundaries or even removing yourself from the relationship. Noel Magwood says, was just discussing the need for healthy boundaries with some of my extended family. And Ashley says, view in a way that doesn't damage the way I show up in the world as whole. Okay. Um, and Nicole Daniels loved this so, more, so much. She says, forgiveness and reconciling are two different things. Cache says, that's true. God will always send the right people eventually. And Bethany says, yes, that helped me so much. That's all I needed to hear um, is that that helps someone. I'm going through it too. I'm with you. 
You know, I experience disappointments from people who I love and respect and admire, and yet I still love, respect, and admire them. And we got to have space for people to be human and not need them to be so flawless that we miss out on the opportunity to become like God and loving them. And sometimes becoming like God and loving someone is giving them space to encounter God while we love them from a distance. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. God, oh man, what an incredible time this is of love, of vulnerability, of transparency and joy. Most of all, joy, God. I thank you so much for the opportunity to have access to the hearts and the souls of your incredible sons and daughters. God, I thank you that as imperfect as I am, that you still have allowed me to partner with you in creating a space where we can bring all of our righteous, ratchet selves into your presence and be challenged to grow. God, my prayer is hmm, that you would heal the hearts of my sisters listening. For those of them who have been disappointed by humans, God, I pray that you would show them that you are not like man, that you are loving, that you are kind, that you are holy, that we can still stand in awe at your magnificence and your glory and still trust that even though man has disappointed us, that you have not left us nor forsake us. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your loving kindness, not just kindness, but kindness that is infused with love. Father, my prayer is that everyone who is experiencing this prayer would have an encounter with that loving kindness. Perhaps it will be through the hearts of a person person. Perhaps it will be through the actions of another, but my God, we know that your loving kindness is still invading the earth. And we thank you, God, that we get to experience your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I love you. I see you next week. Amen. We going, we going where the podcast ends, where the podcast ends.